This is an ABC podcast. Can you be more Pacific? On ABC Radio Australia. Bulabinaka fam, welcome back to another episode of Can You Be More Pacific? We are your hosts. I'm Rock. And I'm Kevin. Together we are Rock and Cav, talking all things sport across the Pacific. Coming up in the next hour, plays of the week, interview with the legend herself, Tiana Penatani. You don't want to miss out on our top five, and we examine the state of origin decider. Mm-hmm. So much to talk about, so little time. Let's go! Let us disembark. to know you with Rock and Cav. All right, guys. Welcome back to another week. I'm feeling good today. Yeah. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I heard you uh, done your little CrossFit games on the weekend. I'm feeling very good. Tell us a little bit about it. What happened? You started at uh, 6.30? Yeah, my first kind of CrossFit. Your first CrossFit game and your first loss as well. It was my first loss. CrossFit won at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what what they all say, people who lose. Um... Yeah. Loser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Ripper Charge was on last week. Oh, talk about losing. Bro, big something Samoa there. Samoa pumped Tonga. Yes. 40 nil. That is a pumping and a half. Nice. Samoa was just too good. Shout out to our good. our good friend, Filoy Aniliko. Yeah. She gave us the hot tip. Yeah. Speaking of big wins, do you have any stories of uh, any big Oh, wins? where do I start? Um, Here we go. You know, I'm just going to keep it humble. Uh, I played for the mighty Jamboree Superoos but, no, down yeah. in Jamboree. Yes, it is a community. <laughs> and uh, I believe I was the only Islander there. I, sh- I thought they were just like a theme park. So. No, that's why I said it is a community. <laughs> it's uh, 900 people there and I was uh, 901. <laughs> Yeah, so we came up here, we done a trial match against Como Crocodiles and like we thought, you know, just play the game and one thing led to another, 66 nil. <clears throat> or just a casual 66 nil. <sighs> you know, just humble one, 66 nil. Oh, be humble, bro. We Far were like, we were end, of the, end of the match, we were like, hey guys, come on, our shout. We went to the uh, Como pub up the road, oh, so it was like, our shout, guys. Down. So yeah, oh, yeah, they didn't mind that. Yeah, good story. What about you? Person who's been taking L's all their lives. Yes, I've been taking L's, a lot of L's, but um, any W's? Yeah. <laughs> but there's a twist. Oh my god! There's <laughs> always right. a twist. So we played against this team, St. John's under 18s. We pumped them. My dad happened to come watch that game. Oh my gosh! Well, so your dad beat you up for winning as well. <laughs> no, now he came oh. and watched the game. Like he surprised me. He was like, "Oh, I'll come watch your game." I go, "All right, set. Thank you." So then we, <laughs> yeah, a little teardrop pu- came out from twist. Yeah, oh. <laughs> we we pumped them, but the twist was, I didn't play that game. <laughs> oh my gosh! The coach sat me out because he goes, I don't want you to get injured for next game. You have to sit out this game. So that was like a big dub for me because he treated me like the superstar of the team. But still, from the people looking from outside <laughs> yeah, in, you, it's like, there. no, he didn't play. He didn't win. Yeah, but then my dad... It doesn't I, count. My dad asked me afterwards. He goes, hey, how come you didn't play? I came uh, all this way. I go, oh, no, they arrested me because they... Because they arrested you because you're useless. I was like, no, no, no. It's because... Where's this story going to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the biggest dub I got. Uh, under 18s, big shout out to my old coach, Ray. If you're listening, I love you. 
Well, what was the score? The score was 32-12. Wow, 32-12? Man. Thank you. That was so good. We played in like one of the hardest comps in all of Australia, sir. Balmain? No. Canterbury comp. (laughs) Oh, God. Hardest comp for A graders. Rockin' Cavs Plays of the Week. All right, so, yep. you know, with the Samoa beating Tonga, you know, it just goes to show the type of athleticism that the women yes. these days, you know. <laughs> women are crushing it in sports right now. They are. They really are. They, they are really absolutely are. crushing it. Speaking of women crushing it, we had the women's origin on Friday last week. Queensland were too good against New South Wales, <laughs> getting up 24-12. They're just too good, yeah, man. Again, no. Queensland Broncos, oh. if anything. <laughs> but anyway, our girl, Philomena Hanisi. Yes. Wow, or Mina. Mina. To her close ones, me. Oh. Um, try on debut. Wow. Oh, amazing. So proud. So How proud. Good. I wish I did the interview with her. Uh, yeah, you wish. Oh, God. Hilda sends it on the inside and crashing over to score is Philomena Hanisi, the 19-year-old, scores for the Blues. What a moment for her. Man, her debut year in the NRLW, debut game, she scores a try and now she has been picked for the Gillaroos. Talk about a great debut year, right? I know, right? Bro. I mean, I wish I could do that. Bro, she's representing for all the Tongans out there. Yes. You know? Representing for her family. Her family, her heritage. Yes. Bro, if I was related to her, man, I'd be riding her coattails for for life. (laughs) Yeah, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. But also, uh, we have a try from Tiana Penitani. Southwell who plays it. This is only tackle three for New South Wales. Veta Welsh goes to the left, Penitani, takes on Tamara, beats her. She's over and scores the try. Great job by Tiana Penitani to score for the Blues. What a try, man. It came a little bit too little too late, but... Yeah, they were gutted then bro, after that. I think they... Um, Would man. you call her a veteran? Nah, her first one, her first game was last year, I think. So maybe give her one more year, then I'll call her a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be interviewing her soon, so we'll ask her. Yeah, we'll ask her that. <laughs> uh, also, not only can these women score tries, but yeah. they can also put on bone-crunching tackles. Yes. Shown by Rona Peters. Rona Peters is wow. solid, man. That was, solid. That was a crushing tackle. Solid. Last tackle to New South Wales. Veta Welsh sends it away to her left. McGregor, oh. a pass away, read brilliantly by Rona Peters. And she tore that New South Wales player into 37 pieces. 37 pieces. Not 36, <laughs> 37 pieces. Shout They're still to, trying uh, to look for those pieces up there. Shout out to Andre Sotale yep. for uh, making that call because I, I really felt that after he yeah. said it. I felt all those pieces. <laughs> 37 of them. <laughs> now the WBBL. Yes, we have the Hobart Hurricanes defeating Sydney Sixers by nine wickets. Yes. Fiji's own Belinda Vakarewa. Made this great catch. 13 overs gone, 2 for 89, the Sixers, and Burns, who looks in great form, waits for Smith. The ball short, pulled away, Uppishley to Vakawira, taken! What a catch, lunging just above the ground, Vakawira the catch. Amy Smith gets another wicket, and Burns on away for 28. Great catch by Vakawira. Oh, what a ripper. What a great catch. Just falling forward, the hat's fallen nearly off her head taking that perfectly in front of her and well bowled Amy Smith. 
the Fijian superwoman, as they're calling her around Suba. Yeah, Suba. <laughs> She's from Suba, is that right? What a catch. She did well. Can't wait to see her uh, get I, more catches. <laughs> I, I taught her well. Oh, um, geez, here we go. I actually uh, played with her father. I was, I was her father's ball boy. When he was shut playing. up. Just <laughs> shut up. All right, stop. <laughs> Shut up. The WNBL started. Yes, we'll be keeping an eye on Samoan Australian Zetina Alcuso. Yes. Man. B-ball. Who plays for Townsville Fire. Oh, yeah, keep an eye out for Townsville Fire, guys. Or you Samoans or you Usos. <laughs> keep, an eye, keep an eye out for our sis Zetina. Our friend of the show, Filoy Aniliko, has led her team Upolu to victory against Savai'i in wow. round one of the Lucky Pie Championships. Lakapi. Gah! Lakapi. Lakapi, yeah. Lakapi Championship. Please say it with your chest. Uh, uh, against Savai'i in round one of Lakapi Championships. Yep. Man, congratulations, Aniliko. And also, Apolima has caused an upset against Manono, 45-43, in the Lakapi Championship. Wow, that's massive. Two points. That is a very big deal, Rock. Yeah, it's, uh, mm. them two teams. Um, <laughs> Upper Lima uh, coming out with the win there. Yeah. Two points. That was mad. Unbelievable game. That wasn't the only upset of the uh, weekend. Oh, wow. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me. Oh, my gosh. How did I get this wrong? What did I say? Oh. Look, I don't know if you got audio, but I just keep getting like... I'm zero this... from three now. Man, I picked it from the start. I was so I was so confident. Argentina, a Latino. Latino men out there, man. Just showing it how it's done. Vamos, Pumas. Yeah, see, vamos. Andale. So, Argentina, you know what? I was really happy. I was excited for them. Why? Because um, why? Because they beat the All Blacks. It's the first time in history. I knew that Man, from the start. I know. I know. I've, no, you didn't. I predicted it. Anyway, it was very uh, exciting to watch their defense. The defense was what stood out for me. What stood out for you in that game? The defense as well. Who yeah. is their defensive coach? Uh, is it Michael Checker? Yes. Fun fact, Michael Checker was the former coach of the Wallabies. Man, why can you do that for the Wallabies, mate? I know, right? Uh, he, he did it for the Pumas. Yeah. But I think, if you notice, some of their plays were rugby league-esque. Whoa, please explain. Yes, because because after Michael Checker um, lost his job at the ARU, he was also part of the assistant coaching at the Roosters. Ooh. Straight after. Fun fact there. Yeah, fun fact. And apparently he's taken what he's learned and applied it to the Pumas. Oh, there you go. We ask questions and we answer questions. <laughs> oh my gosh, Rock and Cab doing the most. <laughs> yes, but yeah, uh, All Blacks, get your stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> now All Blacks just had enough. They beat COVID. They yeah. beat. <laughs> what more could they beat? I don't know, man. They're just like, oh, let's just get over and done with. You guys have this win, but no, nah, it just wait. wasn't their day that day. But how good were the Pumas' uh, gears? Oh, yeah, right? the, the Air Maxes? The Air Maxes. The 95 Air Maxes. I don't know about some of you guys, but me and Joe, are, um, we like our, sh- our sneakers. Yeah, 95s, man. And, nah, Blue the, as well. Nah, Air Max 1s. Air Max 1s? They were Air Max 1s. Every every player and coach were issued with Nike Air Max 1s. They were blue. G-Star shorts. Oh, my gosh. Bro, I'm jealous right now. I wish I was Latino right now. But moving on, the NFL... The Dolphins, our boy, Tua Tangovaloa. Yeah, he's on a roll. 3-0. Three 3-0. Nil. Three oh. Not 3-0. Three 3-0. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> anyway, he's on a roll right now. 3-0, and Miami beating the Los Angeles Chargers 29-21. He threw for two touchdowns and did one of the best chase downs of the week. He did like a Papali. Or Scott Settler. Ooh, oh, Scott Settler. We ask questions and we answer them. <laughs> he, he looked at the uh, Penrith Roosters game. Oh. And he was like, oh, man, I wonder if I can do that. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Sadler. Sadler. Sad him. <laughs> Discussions around the Carver Bowl with Rockin' Cav on ABC Radio Australia. Around the Carver Bowl, where we sit around our traditional and national drink and we talk all things sports and more to past, present and future sporting athletes, coaches and journalists. We have a special guest in the house with us today, none other than St. George Dragons NRLW player and New South Wales Blues player. This is Tiana Penatani, Taki. All right, Tiana, <laughs> welcome to the studio. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thank you for coming. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well... Um, I'm 24 years old. I was born in Canberra randomly. Um, I never lived in Canberra, but I was born down there and I was raised in Sydney, lived in Sydney my whole life. Um, I'm the oldest of four. So I'm, I've got two younger sisters and a younger brother. Um, and yeah, I'm currently playing rugby league semi-professionally. Um, I've got a rugby union background as well. Um, heavily involved in sports. What's always been a big part of my life. Um, but yeah, that's, me in a nutshell without getting too deep. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> um, now, who, who got you into sports? Yeah, so I started playing sport from a really young age. I was a really hyperactive kid. Um, you'd probably know I've been half Tongan. Islander kids are a bit different. Mm. Um, but my mum got me into sport. Um, I loved running, so she started me with athletics. And then from there, I played about 18 sports throughout my whole life. Um, so, yeah, definitely my parents just, you know, pushed me into sport to, to contain some of the energy that I had. And then I never looked back. Sport's always been a, a really big part of my life, um, from track and field to swimming, netball, touch, tag, rugby league, rugby union, you name it, I've played it. So, yeah, I love it. Sport's still a big part of my life on and off the field these days. Um, I'm still involved in, you know, sports commentary and, and media work off the field. So, yeah. Did you say 18 sports or a team sport? 18 sports. 18 one sports. Eight. I yeah. can't even do one. <laughs> yes, we all know that, yeah. but I'm asking <laughs> Tiana this. I'm taking L's all my life. <laughs> so 18 sports as in? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've um I've tried eighteen sports all up. I've been asked a few times the question, so I actually had to count it count it up, and that's where I got the number eighteen from. But not a lot of them, like at a high level, I've probably played about four or five at, at quite a high level. But um, eighteen all up, I've, so I've tried pretty much everything. Wow, four or five at a high level. <laughs> Come on, man! I did a crossfit game on the weekend. I'm still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you just came back from origin how was that yeah it was unreal um obviously like i've i've 
played it in some big moments um, with Rugby Union, Rugby Sevens and Rugby League, but Origin's something different. It's definitely what they hype it up to be. And I know it, I can imagine it's tenfold for the men with so, how much of a rich history it has in the game. But for the women, like it's probably the pinnacle of Rugby League. Um, I know a lot of the girls internally say that. Um, the girls that have played test matches for the Gillaroos and for the Ferns and whatnot, um, they definitely say the Origin is just something different in terms of the physicality, the rivalry, just the speed of the game, everything. It's one of the hardest games that I've ever played but it was unreal unfortunately we obviously got pipped by Queensland so that was a bit of a bummer but yeah I really enjoyed the whole experience I love playing Origin and I just love being around the camp and it, getting to experience you know that blues culture. How do you feel about it being a one game series? Um, I think where the women's game is at the moment, the one game is a good thing. I don't know how our bodies would be able to handle it. We're not professional like the men are, so our bodies aren't really conditioned. But the way the game's progressing and and obviously having a look at the game um, this weekend and the way the standard has even risen in the last 12 months, I definitely think that um, a three game series for the women is is something that should be on the cards in the next couple of years at least um, with a little bit more, I guess, momentum in terms of having more of a professional program and being able to give the girls the opportunity with, you know, full-time nutrition, um, strength and conditioning and, and all of that. That's a great point. Yes, yes. a good point. Talk about progression in the game. Um, how do you f- like feel about seeing more Pacific Islander girls in the uh, like state of origin? Um, I think it's unreal. Yeah. Like looking at our Blues team alone, we had um, probably half of our team was either was Pacific Islander, whether it was um, us Tongan girls, there was about five Tongan girls. Um, and then the Saar girls, um, I think we've got a little bit of Fijian presence in there as well. But I think half of the team uh, is of Pacific Islander descent. So that's really exciting for me personally. I think you look at the game of rugby league in particular in Australia and the percentage of players that are um, Pacific Islanders is really exciting. And to be able to know that you're inspiring the next generation of young PI kids is um, is unreal and it's, it's quite humbling. We were just talking to Hanisi last week and we talked about like how it was her first game. How, like how good did she play on the weekend? Uh? Yeah, a oh. girl, Minna. Yeah, yeah. Minna, she's, um, she's unreal. Like I, I saw how nervous she was before the game and just knowing how much potential she has and, and being so young. Like sometimes we forget how young she is mm. playing in that in that pack and just she's a beast. I love being on the same team as her because if I'm on the other side, I'm just like, yo, I'll I'll escort you to the try line. It's all good. Um, but no, she's unreal. And seeing how nervous she was and how much respect she had for the game and for the team and obviously for the opposition. That's why she was so nervous. Um, but then to see her come out and have such an impact and such a performance, she was definitely one of the reasons why we um, turned the game around at one point and had that momentum shift was when she came on and had such a massive impact off the bench. And I just think that's so exciting for the women's game to have players like her that are in the mix now um, that are from that younger generation. You know, the amount of games you played and all that, rugby union, rugby league, what's your game day ritual? Uh, what do you like to do on good the day? Good question. Yeah, I like to stay really chilled. Um, I wake up and have game day coffee, um, have brekkie, usually eggs on toast. Like I, I like <laughs> eggs on toast, otherwise porridge because that just keeps me fuller for longer. Um, but I actually thought about this the other day. So ever since I was young, I didn't realize that I did this until recently, but I have two hydrolytes before I go to bed and then I wake up and I have two hydrolytes and I've done that before I've played every single game for literally like the last eight years. And I didn't realize that that was one of my rituals. So I definitely do that. Um, that way I feel, you know, super hydrated and then have my game day coffee, have brekkie, stay chill, have a little bit of a stretch, listen to music um, and then get out there. But I like to stay really relaxed on game day. I don't like to stay busy or anything like that. 
So you're saying if we have two hydrolytes, we'll make it into New South Wales Cup or <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah exactly what I'm saying. That's where I'm getting it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having two cups of cava before I go to bed. Oh. And you're having last night's dinner as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going wrong. That's the only reason why you haven't played State of Origin then. <sighs> See? Well, um, <laughs> I have played State of Origin Nobody under 18. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, it's yeah, about you. Back in 2017. Um, <laughs> tell, us, tell us about... Um, Playing for Australia in sevens, like what's the difference between like that and and league? Yeah, sevens Mm. is um, a crazy sport. If you haven't played it, um, then it's, yeah, it's definitely something that's quite difficult. Um, I found for me sevens is really high skill level, but the different energy systems that you use and like the fatigue that you put your body under and you try and maintain such a high skill level at the same time, like it's not like nothing else. You can't. Like, unless you're a freak, um, you literally can't just jump into sevens and then be super successful. Um, you've got to condition your body for at least a year to be able to keep up with that high intensity and that that level of the game. But it's a very, very different game to um, rugby league. Obviously, union and league have their similarities and differences, but um, sevens is a little, like, obviously a modified version of um, 15 aside. So just the whole structure of the game, the focus of the game, even, like, the way you play in terms of like defensively. When I made the transition from sevens um, to league, I pretty much had to wipe the slate clean and then learn how to play rugby league in a completely different way because the policies and structure that I bought from my game of sevens into league didn't work for rugby league. So um, it's really interesting. People look at union and league and if you don't really know them well, you kind of compare them and think that they're quite similar. They're two completely different games. So I found it really interesting, you know, jumping over from one to the other and um, being able to learn a completely different code. And I think that, um, but sevens definitely, you know, has some, has a lot of positives in terms of, um, especially in the women's game, being a professional sport. So the sevens girls played very well in the NRLW this year? Yeah, they definitely did. Look, when um, when it was announced that they were allowed to step away from rugby union, um, I thought it was great. You know, like the I know a lot of, I know all of those girls and I've played alongside them. I've trained alongside them for a number of years and I know how physically capable they were. So to jump straight into NRLW. I was a little bit worried in terms of their game sense. Um, but I just knew like as athletes, um, that are relevant, that have been training, that were preparing for an Olympics, I knew that they'd just dominate. And I think, um, from my perspective, it was really good to see and show people what a a professional program can do for female athletes, because those girls have been professional for a very long time now. Um, and are given strength and conditioning day in, day out. They've got dietitians, they've got all of the support they need to be professional and if rugby league were to um, eventually take a leaf out of their book and give their players an opportunity, that's the level that they can reach. Um, so I think it was a, a really positive thing to have those sevens girls come over and showcase their talent. Yeah, that's true. Cause I was at, at first, I was a bit iffy on, um, on the girls, especially Aaliyah Green, because you know, she's just kills it in sevens, but then her first game, she scored a try and she was like just smashing girls on the field. Yeah. It was crazy. I know she, she played really well. But yeah, I, th- I think putting her on the wing and, and just giving her some early ball was the best thing that the Warriors could have yeah. done um, because she's quite hard to stop once she's in a little bit of space. And same goes defensively. She's got um, six more players on the field to help her out. So she doesn't have to defend as much space as she would normally one-on-one in seven. So that would have given her all the confidence in the world to shoot out and give those big hits like she loves loves to do. Would we see you back in the sevens colours again or...? Are you going to stay put in the uh, NRLW? No, I think I'm I'm actually really happy with where I am playing rugby league. I know Sevens offers the opportunity to go to the Olympics, which was once upon a time a dream of mine. Um, but 
where I am in life at the moment, I'm really happy with, with the footy that I'm playing and, um, and yeah, I, I don't think I'll go back to sevens anytime soon, but never say never, you know, never know what can happen these days, yeah. but yeah, not, not anytime soon. Still got a long way. <laughs> never know. <laughs> but, um. You're going to be the new co-host of that Pacific sports show on ABC. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm really excited. So me and Dean Hallatow are going to be the two co-hosts of um, of that Pacific sports show. And um, it, it's just going to be a really lighthearted show on the ABC and obviously just sharing the stories of um, our Pacific Islander athletes and, you know, their athletes on the field or in the pool or on the track or whatever sport they're pursuing. But there's so much more to them. And I think it'll be a really um, good opportunity to be able to showcase that and, and tell people stories and yeah have a bit of fun while we're at it yeah that's good it's about time eh? of course of course of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's gonna be good i heard there's gonna be um two guys joining along as well um can you tell us a bit about them um oh no i don't think they're coming <laughs> no it's you two <laughs> Already then. it's you two how exciting yes we're gonna uh, have... so we're like we're together. Together. Yeah. it's gonna be good yeah we're gonna be working together so yeah. a lot of takes a lot of takes that's all right we got time unprofession un- uh, professionalism from <laughs> we got a lot of tape yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> now nah, really looking forward to working with you guys it's gonna be unreal nice nice do you have any words of advice to young girls uh that want to follow your path um, yeah, look, I, I think the biggest message that I can send is to, you know, the cliche, follow your dreams, but this day and age, you know, the pathway that we're trying to pay, um, for the younger girls, um, as a current player, there is definitely opportunity there. So I think, you know, there's you know, never say never, as I said before. So, um, just chase your dreams, work hard for it. Cause hard work always beats talent in my opinion. And yeah, the opportunities are there. So take them with both hands. Amazing. As Rock said, uh, rituals, like you have your own rituals for footy. Rock has his own rituals for like the radio show. Mm-hmm. Like he does push-ups, sit-ups, whatever. And my bagels with um, almond latte. Whatever. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So would you have any rituals before the show? Uh, no rituals, but as long as there's lollies on set, lollies and coffee, I'm good. <laughs> That's a good ritual. <laughs> That's a not bad ritual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rock, back to you. <laughs> yeah, so Tiana Penatani, thank you for joining us. Um, we really appreciate you coming along yeah. and telling us your story and uh, your experience in both rugby league and rugby union. We wish you the best for what's to come with the new show, that Pacific Sports Show with Dean Hallatow. Yeah, it's on ABC, guys. Don't miss out. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. That was Tiana Penatani, current St. George Dragons player, representing New South Wales Blues. And you'll be able to catch her on that Pacific Sports Show on the 25th of November. Rockin' Cavs Top 5. Now it's the time you've all been waiting for. Our favourite segment. Woo! Top 5. Top 5. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Producer, remember to put that in there. Okay. In honour of the Pumas beating the All Blacks on the weekend, wah, wah, we are All putting Blacks. together our top five underdog wins, starting with number five, number Rock. Number five, 2015 women banterweight, MMA, UFC 193, Holly Holmes versus Ronda Rousey. Wow, that was a great win. I watched that and I saw Ronda Rousey get fed. R- Rousey's first career defeat as well. Yep, she was coming in the red hot favourite, but left with a red hot face. 
Uh, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, our favorite, Fiji Mbati beating the Kiwis in the 2017 oh, World wow. Cup quarterfinals. You're flat, you're flat. Oh, sorry. You're flat. The score was 4 2. And it was the first time Fiji has ever beaten a tier one nation team. <laughs> that was anticlimax. But anyway. <laughs> but, uh, Fiji beat the Kiwis. Oh! Come on, man. Talk to me. The game wasn't soft. One another. Yes. Man, shout out to the brothers over there. Yeah, that was a very good win. I remember the boys crying after the game. I, cried, I, I was crying too. I cried a little bit. It was... Tears of joy. Crazy Four, tears. Yeah. <laughs> Four two. But wait, that, that was a crazy win, eh? Like considering how how far we've come as as a, a nation, we're not known for rugby league. Exactly. To beat like a tier one nation like New Zealand was crazy, you know? Speaking of beating a tier one nation, Tonga V Kangaroos oh. is at our number three. Dress. Number three. The Matamata Tonga boys against the Kangaroos. Oh my gosh. I had tears of joy for that game. (laughs) What a win. What What a win win from that. That was uh, Tonga was trailing 12 to 6 at half time. Yeah. And they came back to beat them 16 12. Last time Australia lost to a team other than England, New Zealand, or Great Britain was in 1978. Yes. And our boys from across the ditch, Matamata Tonga, smashed them. I'll call that a smashing. Yeah, that was good. They had Jason Tamalolo. He started off a trend for for like young Pacific Islanders. You know, every, to stick to their roots. Yeah, stick to their roots. You know. Um, yeah, why not? I think it got Adam Fanua Blake back to playing for Tonga. Yep. Which was good. He even said in an interview, he said, you know, like he felt bad that he didn't play for Tonga after he saw that win. Yeah, and the Fafita brothers started as well. Like, yeah, uh, you Fafita, know, Yeah. Moving on over. Number two. Samoa versus the Wallabies. Oh my gosh. Wow. Two Lungy brothers. Oh. Unbelievable. Brother, I was there. I was there. It was at ANZ Stadium. The score was 32 23, and it was a 2011 Rugby World Cup warm up. Dominated early. Yeah. And um, I think after that game, a lot of boys from the Wallabies got dropped just before the World Cup because that was a very uh, embarrassing game. It was supposed to be a tune-up Matt, game for them. Matt Guido definitely got dropped by one of the two Lange brothers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what bro, I mean? <laughs> uh, Rob Davies, he oh. was marking up against um, the, what's his name? Alessandro Tuilangi. Oh. And I remember he just got steamrolled the whole game. They steamrolled. are just gentle giants bro. with big tree trunks like Tama Lolo. Oh. <laughs> one word, Sonny Bill Williams. Don't you ever... <laughs> Take my line again. <laughs> one word. Sonny Bill Williams. <laughs> oh, it. damn it. Now, number one. Oh, this is a Rock. beautiful moment. Beautiful number moment for one. me. Number one. Japan v Springboks. Oh, the cherry blossoms. Man. Oh, chills. The, chills. The Little emotions chills in the won. country are watching that. Yeah. Did you see it? Did you see them all crying? 2015 Rugby World Cup. The score was 34-32. Wow. When uh, Hesketh crossed the final minute. Yeah. I think that was the first time Japan has beaten a tier one nation, I think, from memory. But I remember when the final Huda went and like all the crowd was just crying, you know, and oh, the coach was Eddie Jones. Oh, yes. Who was a former player and coach of the Wallabies. And you know who else was playing for the Cherry Blossoms that day? Oh, who didn't play, but who was in the squad that day? Tingiri. No. Who? Craig Wing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was crazy, man. Like, 
just to see like a country like that beat South Africa, who eventually like ended up winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know what I mean? That was one of the greatest. Sporting... That was a great moment for Japan and rugby, rugby union yeah. in itself. I thought it was Rugby beautiful. was the winner at the Rugby end of the day. Rugby was the winner at the Rugby end of the day. Is what Springboks uh, said. <laughs> Can you be more Pacific? With Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia. Oh my God. Woo! Can you be more Pacific? With Rock and Cav talking all things sport from across the Pacific. Still to come, we will be talking about the final Origin game. Looking forward to that and our unique take of the week. Oh, yeah. Origin has just been decided. Yes, let's dive in. Polo steps, tackled 13 out, lost the ball. Queensland have it. Game, set, bingo, series, mighty win by Queensland. Worst Queensland team ever by backside. What a win by them. 20 to 14. They won the series 2 to 1. Hello. 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 Keyword. Worst Queensland side ever. He didn't have to say that, Paul Gallen. Paul Gallen did not have to say that, but, but he, he did, did say it. He fueled the fire and Queensland, being Queensland, they beat us. Convincingly. That was very upsetting. Yes, it was. You know what? There's one thing that showed me about yesterday's game is Queensland's spirit for origin. You know what I mean? Yes, in theory, yeah, they did have... And and Queensland overall because, you know, everything happens up there. Yeah. Well, they did... Technically, they did have the worst origin team. But, man, like... (sighs) Wayne Bennett is the GOAT. I I hate to say it, but he's the GOAT. How do you beat that? How do you beat that? That just shows that they wanted it more. There was no passion at all in the uh, New South Wales squad. No passion. No pride in the Blue Jays. No pride in our state. Wayne Bennett has been coaching since my dad was in primary school. How old is the bloke? How old is the bloke? He's at least 102. No. He has to be. He has to be. That's why he's winning games because he knows what he's doing now. Bro. He's that experienced. What do you, what do you think we should do next year like New South Wales what what should what should they do to win It's not looking good for uh Freddie Fitler no, as, it's a, not. as an NRL coach cuz that's out the door right now You know what I'll I'll give him credit like he did he did take us to two victories we couldn't get the uh three peat but some of the blame has to fall not only on the coach but the players themselves you know what I mean you'd think like after coming back off a big win last week They'd back it up, you know what I mean? Keep the intensity, keep the fire. But I think when they hopped off the bus over at Queensland, just like... Chilled. Bro, what the... Too chilled. I don't know. Like, they, they lost all that fire. They left it in, like, wherever they... I think Cleary play, played well. Cleary played... He he did what he needed to do. He couldn't carry the team the whole game. No. I think there were a few players that were um, very quiet from game two. There was no, like, I, I didn't see the same intensity from the Fox from no, last week. No, not the Fox or uh, Cody Walker. Cody Walker, no fire. And, and yeah, and Cody Walker also got yeah, knocked out. Unfortunately got knocked and, out pretty bad. And um, and the fullback as well, Tedesco. You'd think after those two knockouts, they'd fire up for their teammates. You'd think they'd fire up after Tedesco, though. Oh, man. But, and then what um, Joy Arrow done to Tedesco. Oh, man. Like, fire up, mate. Man, that, that was an automatic 
elbow to the face. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you didn't have to punch on, but just like... Yeah, like, that, that should have... Like, that's the difference between the young forwards these days and the old forwards. Like, that would have filled the fire. That's when we need the Bash brothers. Oh. And I thought Nathan Brown was going to be the one, but he only played for 12 minutes. Oh, my gosh. What the... I don't know Bro. what happened there. Junior Polo. You know what? There were too many boys trying to be ball players. Let the ball players be ball players. Forwards just bash them up the front. You had a, like, Stick look to like, look at guys job. like Big Tino Fasu Malawi. Oh, yes. Bro, he was just taking the ball up straight and hard. That's it. That's, that was his job. Run straight. If you get the ball out loose, pass it. That's it. The forwards for Blues, as soon as they got the ball, they wanted to throw it. Payne Haas said in the newspaper, he said, oh, I, I'm not there to show how big I am. I'm there to do my job. But he didn't even do his job. Oh, man, like I think um, Tino won that one. Tino won it, yeah. <laughs> Tino uh, won that one, and he wanted it more as well. Yeah, I know. Like I don't know. I don't know where the Blues go from here. Like, what do they do? Do they keep their forwards? Do they shuffle like their their playmakers? Like how we saw with Darren Lockyer, um, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, them teams going up. You know, the last eight ten years, mm. this team's going to be the same same deal. They should. They're going to be the same deal. Like, yeah. you know, if but knowing New South Wales and their track record, they'll oh. probably like start cutting players. Exactly. Maybe even the coaching staff. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. They that's should, thing they should keep, keep their, their players. Core cool players. Keep them, even their halves. Use them because they're all, they're all young players too. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but like they need to start telling these New South Wales guys like, bro, you got to fire up, put more passion into your jersey. Exactly. The passion is definitely the passion, gone. That's the for passion sure. is dead. It is. In New South Wales. Like, I think it died after, like, you know, the 2000 eras when, you know, Sean Timmons and oh, Andrew Johns yes. and all them. You know what I mean? Sean Bro, I think the passion died after that. Like, you couldn't, there was no, like, there was no heart and soul of the team. There's like, no Bash Brothers. No, none. <laughs> man. I, Paul Gallen. Come on. Paul Gallen, man. Please reserve your comments till after game three. <laughs> so, uh, or at least after we won game one and two. We've had our um, Polynesian brothers scoring as well. Yes, yes. Valentine Holmes, he Valen- played very well. I thought he would struggle out on the wing. But um, yeah, he, he played very well, scored a try. Five metres out, last tag on the Rones. Plays the friend, comes to the left this time. Out the back play, it's with Valentine Holmes, he's over! He's scored every time he's played as a winger for the Maroons. And he's done it again. Crazy fact there by Andrew Moore. Yeah, uh, Andrew Moore. Yeah, he, he scored every time he's played in the wing. So that's all right. Yeah, he bombed Big, three tries though. Yeah, <laughs> you you think you come back from the NFL and yeah. catch those easy? Nah, balls. He, he wasn't wearing his gloves. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, Daniel Tupo scored a try. Seven meters out from the line, Damien Cook works it left to Walker. Walker out the back, Gutherson. Gutherson away to Tupo. They can't stop him, and no one's there to stop him coming around. Tupo scores for the Blues. I think Tupo is the most underrated player. Quite achiever. Quite achiever. He's yeah. been in the game for how long? Yeah. Set, like close to <sighs> seven years, I think. Yeah, Six, I'll say something years. like that. But, um, one thing that also stuck out with me was the ref's inconsistency, man. Oh, don't get me started. The ref's inconsistency. Inc- 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 so I can't, can't even talk- pronounce yeah, it properly. <laughs> Sound it out, Toy. Sound in- it out. In- inconsistency. That's right. He wasn't inconsistent. He wasn't. Oh my gosh. He wasn't consistent. Like, bro, like the amount of back to back penalties we got. Yeah, exactly. On our line. <laughs> like, props to the boys for like defending the line, but yeah. come on, there should be like, oh, 
He was giving away stupid penalties. And then, like, second half, when there was supposed to be another uh, Sinbin with um, Kafusi holding on, that's yes, a professional foul. It is. It's a prof- Like, in the NRL, you'd get Sinbin for that. Exactly. But, like, for some reason, after the fullback got Sinbin and then he held on to uh, Safidi's leg, the ref just said six again. Let- that's a Sinbin offence. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see the passion... That's a and sin- hear the passion in Give me Cam's a jersey! Voice. Give me a jersey right see now! See that? This is the type of passion we need in the game right now. You know what? Safidi played very well. Safidi he was very strong amazing. in the middle. Very strong in the middle. Had some, But you know who did play well? Who? One word. Josh Papali'i. <laughs> you know what? I think it's Josh Papali'i. Papali. Bro, that, how good they, did he play? They said that's how it's pronounced now. So the first half, he played the whole. The, he played the whole first half. Mate, his first half is our one year of playing rugby league. <laughs> true. Yeah, oh yeah, true. Bro, like I said, man, the game's changed, mate. Dad bod, dad bod, big boppers anymore. It's just like just just dad bod. Yeah, humble looking blokes. Bro, he is like I'd compare him to like a Shane Webke. That's a big call. Bro, he is tough. Shane Redkey. He's more he's more skillful than Shane Redkey. Yeah, he is, he is, right? he is. Faster. No, what, you know like, what? Now that I think about his, it. His presence in the game is like a Shane Webkey. He's just like a brick wall. He is a brick wall. You know what I mean? Like just a big Samoan brick wall standing in front of you. How are you going to run straight at that? Or Carl Webb. Ooh, or Carl Webb. He's got Shane Webkey, Carl Webb in him as well. Yeah, he's, the top half is, is Shane Webkey. The bottom <laughs> half is Carl Webb. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, he played mad, bro. But hey, congratulations to all our Queensland brothers and sisters up there. Well done for another year. Yeah, and down Give here. Clap. Give him a clap. Yeah. I'm clapping on the inside. That's not me clapping. We'll get clappers next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or fake claps. <laughs> now, nah, congratulations to all the Queensland supporters. Yeah, all the fake Queensland supporters. Don't ever see us out on the street because there will be trouble. Yeah, please. There please, will be please. trouble. I'll Rock give and Cab don't play that. Mouthful. <laughs> Mouthful of banter, that is. Can you be more specific with Rock and Cav on ABC Radio Australia? Our unique take of the week. Let's kick it off with the women's state of origin. Should they have three games? Or just stick to the one? Well, until they have all the resources, I think for now, one is... Plenty? No, not plenty. One should be um, a good start. Yeah. But um, NRL should really um, invest into that happening. Yeah. Because, you know, once the girls have all the resources uh, resources and the... You know, the stuff like the Sevens. Yeah, like the Sevens. Girls, sevens yeah. team. Just like uh, what Tiana Penetani yeah. was saying before that, yeah, obviously they're not at They'll that professional it. level yet. I honestly thought, like me thinking, I, I thought they should have three, like the men's. But after hearing that from Tiana, uh, she I think... She makes valid points. Yeah, yeah, she makes a very valid point. Well, I, this I can't is why wait. We're, we're radio hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait till they have three games with packed crowd. Oh, man. You know? Imagine a packed North Sydney crowd. Even bigger. A and Z, mate. True. A and Z. It will happen. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, we wait, we wait till that happens. Um shout out to the women selected for the Jillaroo's Merit Squad. Yes. Our Pacific Islanders repping it hard. Super proud. Yeah, our girl Mina Hanisi. Of Tongan Heritage. Yes. Zahara Temura and Kennedy Sherrington, both of Maori Heritage. Yes, brings them one step closer to playing in the twenty twenty one World Cup. Wow. 
in England. Wow. Wow. I can't wait for that to happen. Especially like for for Mina. Let's talk about Mina. Bro. Man, what a year she's what had. What a year, bro. She's come from I wish I wish I interviewed her, man. Bro, she's would've, come would've from had playing, that connection, you know. She came from playing park footy to the biggest stage, you know, uh state of origin within a space of what, three years, uh, you'd say? Three years? I'd say that. Yeah. Bro, that that just shows like She's hard just... work beats talent when talent doesn't work. But she is a talent. Bro, and that's that's the scary thing about it. She's talented and she hard, works hard. And you know what? What? She's only 19. Bro. What were you doing at 19? When I was 19, I was working in a factory, wasting my talents when I could have been training and Getting dubs, I was just catching L's everywhere. Yeah, well, I was playing for Cronulla Sharks, you know, but nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> it's about me. No. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so it's just, uh, incredible talent. Yeah, um, her work rate is unbelievable, and we can't wait to see where she goes from here. You know, like I said, like I said to her um, in the interview last week, you and I obviously played with her uncle AJ. Yeah. And he was a really good talent himself. Played to at see, hooker. Yeah, played hooker. And but to see him training her and like not holding back, like I knew, like when I was watching his, uh, when I was watching like the, his stories on Instagram, I knew she was going to be something special, man. Like just the way she was tackling and running the ball, hit, doing hit ups, man, crazy. Yeah, she's very gifted. Yeah, Hanisi. Now, relegations. The R word, relegation. Not rock? No. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's commonly used in uh, football or soccer, but uh, in New Zealand, Canterbury have avoided relegation with a 34-33 win over top-ranked Auckland. North, ha- North Harbour, on the other hand, now faces relegation. But but do you think we should have relegations in, um, in rugby league? You know what? Yes. You know what? I say yes too. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so much talent in the lower grades. Yeah. Because of um, you know other reasons. Yeah. You have you know, contracted players. Contracted and the players. The ones that aren't can't make it. Yeah, due to like family commitments or work commitments. Man, they still have the same drive and the same. Um, if anything, it'll make the competition a bit more harder because teams don't want to fall under that uh, relegation zone. Exactly. Right? And then, like the competition under, under that would probably be a bit harder too. Because everyone's fighting for that top two. It will be a spots. good stepping stone for that one player who's yeah. been looking for that, you know, yeah, one break. Exactly. Like myself. Um, my name is Joseph Rokongo, looking to play in the NRL. Hasn't Maybe done a, a preseason in five years. Relax. Four years, but yeah, I'm still right. fit. But you know, Ugh. yeah, this, fit to be a radio host. Me. This is for me. Whatever. So yeah. But I think it'll probably give guys like playing in the um, Premier League uh, or New South Wales Cup. Uh, it will give them hope of yeah, making something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, making NRL all that hard training because I can speak for them. You know, twelve hour days of training and then going. Oh, not training. Twelve hour days of working and then going to training. Twelve it takes... hour days of training. Who are you, <laughs> he man? <laughs> of working, whatever. You know, traveling back and forth. It takes its toll, and you you're wondering when am I going to take that break? Get that break. So this. <laughs> so this is for you guys. So I mean, it's not. Happening, but you know, if it does happen, it's for you. Yeah, that's right. And I'm talking to myself as Get well. Get behind the the R word, relegation, <laughs> not rock, relegation. Rock the relegation. Now, a bit of upsetting news. Oh man, Semi Randrandra has tested positive for COVID nineteen. The Capitani for Fiji. The Capitani for Fiji has got COVID. 
Kovadi. <laughs> so their autumn comp has been postponed due to Fiji not taking control of the COVID-19 situation. Well, how do we take control of that? And, uh, hey, so now it's come out that apparently that 19 players have tested positive to COVID. And not only that, but their game with France has now turned into France winning 28-0. And the reason why 28-0 is because in the rule book for the Autumn Cup is that if, if a game has been cancelled due to the team, due to the opposing team for the second time, then the opposing team wins automatically 28-0. I don't know why it's 28 points, but maybe it's because of the bonus point or whatever. So they have postponed the game. And uh, also, uh, they have postponed the game for Fiji versus Italy. Because of the whole COVID they situation. Don't, they don't want to take Do you, the risk. Yeah. Would you, um, who would you point the blame towards? Um, the... Would you blame, would you blame the players? No, you can't blame the players. Or the coaching staff. Me personally, I think it's... How it's, did they contract it in the first place? Well, who knows, but they... Like, yeah, so who do you blame then? <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, if they knew that they had, uh, if the coaching staff knew, why didn't they isolate these players beforehand? You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say the coaching staff then. Yeah. What do you think they should have done? They should have isolated them. <laughs> what else, mate? <laughs> you know what? We ask questions <laughs> and we answer questions. Exactly. This. <laughs> the Rocky Caption. Can you be more Pacific on ABC Radio Australia? All right, Rock, there's still a lot of sports Coming up, so what are you looking forward to, bro? Yes, uh, first of all, I'm looking forward to Australia v Argentina. Oh, good battle, good battle. Who who do you think's gonna win? Aussies, mate. Really? Yeah, I'm going for Argentina. Oh, do you have a little friendly wager here? Look, come on, quick. Every quick time one. I've cho- look, no, no, quick no, no, one, quick <laughs> one. Come on, come on. I'm three. Every time I've chosen for a team, I've, I've always lost. Come I'm, on now. I'm zero and what? Two or three? No, three and zero. Our producer's saying we're, I'm zero and three. All right. You know oh. what? Who cares? I'll, I'll go for Argentina. Argentina? What's the little wager, uh, producer? Car wash! <sighs> All right. Ooh. The loser has to wash the other one's car. Yes. All right. Done. And we'll put it up on our socials too. Oh, uh, yes, and the WNBL round two. Be sure to look out for the Townsville Fire. Our sister Zatina Okuso will be playing. And also the WBBL finals coming up soon. Yes, Belinda Vakarewa for the Hobart Toso. Hurricanes. Hurricanes, yes. yes. Toso. Shout out to you. Hope you kill it. <laughs> Hope you get a few wickets, a few catches. And also the Lakapi Championships happening over there in Samoa. Good luck to all teams. And our friend Filoy Eneliko. Yes, uh, coaching the Upolu team. Yeah, good luck to you and your team, sis. Hope you guys kill it. And that's all we're looking forward to. And good luck to all those teams. ABC Radio Australia, your home of rock and calf. All right, guys. It has come to the end of the show. It's time for us to leave you for another week. But same time, same place next week. Yes, fam. Thanks for listening in. If you missed the show or you just want to listen to the magic again, it'll be replayed on Friday, 2 p.m. PNG time. Or you can find all our episodes on the Radio Australia website. See you later. More there. See ya. Peace. Bye. Can You Be More Pacific? An ABC sport production for ABC Radio Australia. This program has been funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade.